You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first guest of the week. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Hong Kong born folk pop singer songwriter Mara Misa about her latest album, Don't Tell My Child, and about how motherhood has freed her to pursue her passion uh, in music. Welcome back on the program, Mara. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a long time. It's so great to see see you again. I think the last time we spoke, it was before you moved to New York. It was before you got married, before you had children. Um, so much has changed. How are you doing now? Um, well, I'm a lot older. <laughs> and <laughs> like, wiser. A lot wrinklier. I'm getting a lot less sleep. Um, but yes, a lot has happened. As you mentioned, um, started a family, had a girl, and then my son was just born just over two months ago. So I'm sort of in the thick wow. of waking up a few times in the middle of the night. Um, but yes, yeah, so much has happened um, in New York. I mean, and also with COVID happening, this it really feels like we've all aged about 10 years in the past two years. You don't look like you have. And I'd love for our <laughs> listeners to hop onto Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see the lovely Mara there, um, who's just had a two-month-old two, two months ago, and, and you, you look radiant. Um, so your album, Don't Tell My Child, uh, came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. What is your album about? Yeah, so... Um, Actually, about five, six years ago, I kind of decided to walk away from making music. I was just really burnt out, really tired, and I kind of thought maybe I'm just not cut out for this. I'm a little bit of an introvert. I'm quite sensitive, and I'm like, I'm just not good at putting myself out there, telling people to listen, or all the stuff around. I just felt tired. Um, A lot of personal stuff was happening as well. Um, Lost my father, and... I just felt so heavy. I wanted to take a break. Um, and I thought that I could be happy not doing that. Um, I started a different business, learned these new skills. But then when my daughter was born, um, I don't know, all of a sudden, kind of the silence of our home, being there with her, it was, I couldn't help but not get back in touch with myself. Um, but it's really interesting having all these experiences. You know, I was thinking about my life, what is my purpose, and all of that stuff while my child is there. And she obviously won't understand any of my existential crisis. Um, So I'm just having all these thoughts. And I'm also at the same time loving her, but really struggling with her too, because it's, you know, you've experienced this too. It's a massive shift when you become a parent. Um, And I'm struggling with her having all these things. So I felt like I was having this whole other world with her next to me, but we're almost living kind of parallel lives as she's just trying to grow and I'm like a big mess. (laughs) So these songs kind of came from that period, um, that first year of her life. And it's called Don't Tell My Child um, because I think some of them, I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever tell you, you know, all that I went through, you know, as you were born. And, and now she'll know because she'll listen well, to, your, yes. <laughs> to your The album answer is yes, I will tell you. <laughs> um, it, it's incredibly personal. I, I listened to, to, to a few of your tracks, beautiful music. It's so well written. Um, there is a sacrifice that comes with motherhood. There are the losses, there are the gains, and, and you know, you document them. Um, how difficult was it to write something so raw and, and so personal and to put it out there? Yeah, I think it's, it's it's a good question or how easy was it because well i think that's the thing it's at the same time i feel like i can't help but write in this way 
I think actually maybe the scary part is putting it out there. The writing comes naturally. I think one thing I realized is music is just kind of part of the way I think I was made. It's how I process the world. When I, you know, even when I'm with Mia, I'm changing her diaper. I'm singing about it. Like I just can't help but kind of sing You're through so life. You're so creative. It's, it's I think a little bit in my bones, but I think the scary part for me, the part that is hard, is kind of putting it out there and um, being okay with people responding, people not responding, and feeling so exposed and maybe judged because I think that's another thing that really happens when you become a parent. I feel like. The judgment really begins, and you feel that whether it's real or not, you just feel watched, and you feel like everyone has an opinion on how to do it well. Yeah, it's、um, funny. Where does that judgment come from? And and yeah, why do people feel sort of the entitlement to to sort of tell you? It's fascinating to, <laughs> to me how you become a parent. It's like the floodgates open. Even a stranger on the street can be like, "Why are you taking your child out? Why are you why doing this?" Why does your child wear socks? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you need to buy a plastic shield for them. You need to do this. You need to. I'm like, you would never comment on all my life before I had children. But I think, and these are strangers. Yes. Wow. I think just having a child in some ways is, you are becoming more vulnerable. You are kind of opening yourself up to the world a little bit more. And I think making this project at the same time was kind of doing that exponentially for myself. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen. We're so honored to to have、uh, this track. Don't tell my child. What is it about?、Uh, what should our listeners bear in mind before we hear your track? I think. This one is more focused very much on、um, those early days when I was like, I don't know what to do with you,、um, and I would just look at her and I'd be like, I, I love you, but I'm so exhausted by you. And I would go out with her and I would love it, but I would struggle and just kind of that. It, it's the two sides of the parenting coin. I think that I'm guessing will continue with me, of just loving it, but also being exhausted. By it,、um, so I think this song is very much about capturing that tension,、um, and in some ways, trying to look at it from my daughter's point of view too. Yeah. Well, without further ado, this is Mara Misa with "Don't Tell My Child." Beautiful. Don't tell my child by Mara Misa, who joins us live this afternoon in our Radio Three studio. Mara, you've got such a beautiful voice. I feel like it's matured, but it's also got that、uh, beautiful young element that I think we. I mean, when we spoke before, I remember how angelic your voice was because I watched you live、uh, before. So I want to ask you this this question of how motherhood has sort of freed you to pursue music. I've seen you、uh, campaigning about that on social media. Surely it's made you more busy. Yes, it's definitely made me more busy.、Um, I think I, you know, sort of touched on it earlier, as you know, talking about what's been happening in my life these past years, which is, you know, very much revolving around my children lately. I think, you know, before I had Mia, I was kind of Mia as my my daughter. 
I was kind of on this mode of like, okay, music's not going to work. We need to find other ways to kind of fulfill myself so I don't always feel this hole um, in me. And I, it was kind of working, that plan. But then when I'm with her, I think there was something about just seeing how free she is. And sometimes in a really obnoxious, annoying way. Like if she wants something, she just wants it. And she does not care and that so it will inconvenience unself- me. <laughs> so unselfconscious. It's and just, so yeah. unselfconscious. And I love it. There's something I really love about that lack of self-consciousness. Mm. She's just like, well, I want it. So I want it. Exactly. And you know, I might say no and all that. But there was something about that that you know, kind of struck something deep in me of, wow, I think I have really started... I don't know, a long time ago, talking myself out of the things that I want. Um, and some of them are good things. Um, you know, just telling myself, oh, I can't, I'm not good enough, this and that. But kind of being around her and just seeing her her free-spiritedness, I think, and as a mother wanting to protect that, I kind of in some ways started wanting to protect that in myself yeah. as well of like, oh, I want to have a part of me that is just free to be herself and I think as an adult it gets harder and harder you know there's life just throws all kinds of stuff at you but I kind of started um, trying to see motherhood as more of a gift of getting in touch with that part um, yeah yeah how did that how did you manage to talk yourself out of that and, and we do get into that cycle or habit of negative self-talk like you know it, it won't be it won't be good or it just won't happen yeah. um how did you talk yourself out of it or were you inspired by I Mia? Mean, it's still happening <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> even on my way here it's like oh this is boring no one's going to want to listen we all have that so many voice. people listening <laughs> you know i feel like we always have that part of us that's just trying to stop us and in some ways one of the things I feel like I've grown in is we always think of that part as the bad part we have to get rid of that part that's the critic in us but I think one of the things I've been realizing is in some ways that critic is trying to protect us yeah it's trying to say I don't want you to be embarrassed I don't want you to put yourself out there to be disappointed I don't want you to you know put yourself out there and someone's going to say something about it. and then you'll feel bad about it so it's like a protection mechanism exactly so instead of being like oh i need to ignore that voice i need to throw it away i need to just focus it's like no let's have a relationship with the critic in us of like okay i understand you we are afraid um sorry i I realize i sound a little schizophrenic when i say that (laughs) not at all but but you know talking to yourself yes you talk to yourself and being like okay we're afraid but i think we can overcome that and we're going to take it a step at a time. Um, just learning to be good to yourself. Because I think that is one... I you know there's so many things I love about Chinese culture. The, you know, the half of me. That's, yes. <laughs> my, mom, my mom is Chinese. And I love so much that I get from that culture. But it is a harsher culture, too, than the Western side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of learning to be gentle, learning to be kind to myself. It's definitely an ongoing process. Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing that because it, it's very personal and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners listening can relate uh, to this as well. Um, so I understand that you've got something exciting which is happening along with your album. You've got a book that, that, goes, that goes out with your album as well. What is this project about? Yeah, so it is something I'm really excited about because as I was working on this project... Um, And I'm like telling my own story and, you know, somewhere along the way, I'm like, I'm just one story and I kind of want to hear more from other parents and artists Um, because I think one thing I realize when I look around is so often when you become a parent, that part of your life, I think, gets kind of put in a corner. And when you go out there, when you go to work, you want to leave that at the door. We always talk about, 
you know, people going back to work and you have to leave that stuff at home and not let that affect you. But I feel like it can it's be such a wonderful thing when you let that affect you. Yeah. And so I myself became really hungry for seeing how becoming a parent has affected other people and other artists. So I got in touch with 10 artists who I know um, are parents or parents-to-be. And I just asked them if they, you know, I could showcase their work to kind of give a glimpse into the minds of parents who are artists, artists who are parents. Um, and so I have this book that um, is now out um, that features these 10 artists, their work, and you get to hear a little bit from them. Um, you can see it, find it on my website, which is maramiser.com. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I really am very excited about this project, <laughs> as you can tell, because I think we can get so much when we kind of hear from these different perspectives, uh, uh, you know, among ourselves in this, in our society. Is there a common theme for a lot of these artists who are parents? Like you, has, you know, has their art sort of become more fruitful or has it, has it inspired them uh, in, in the creative sphere? I think the sense that I get from a lot of different... Or have they had less time? To I think write. definitely <laughs> less time. But in some ways, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes having more tension in your life can actually lead to more interesting output. The deadline fighters or something exactly, like that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, when you have... I feel like that's an old saying or, or an old wisdom. Is like sometimes boundary is your best friend. When you have a lot of things to push against, it actually inspires your creativity because you're like, okay... I have one hour tonight before, you know, my child screams for her <laughs> milk in the middle of the night. And then you just see what you can do from that. So I think that tension is evident in all these artists. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's so special what comes out of that tension. Yeah, we are live this afternoon chatting with singer-songwriter Mara Miza. We'd love for our listeners uh, to join us there. This way you'll be able to see and hear Mara. Uh, Louise writes in on the Facebook page, what a beautiful song. It almost sounds like a sweet lullaby, but with a lot deeper meaning. Congrats on your new music sounding great. Thank you. Um, so uh, I understand you did your first live performance last Friday. Yes. Um, how did it go? What was it like? sort of getting back onto the stage it was so magical honestly i am usually someone who avoids crowds <laughs> as mentioned i'm a bit of an introvert so playing live has always been a mixed bag for me i love it because i love telling stories i do love performing but i kind of also can get really private before and right after so i'm the type of person who i dread everything before and then i go and i'm like oh my gosh that was the best thing ever i want to do it again over and over and over um, so it was a little bit like that. I was nervous. You know, I'm like, oh, I haven't played for over two years. Wow. Um, and I think it was so magical because, you know, I I can sometimes forget what a gift it is to get together with people and to have an experience together. To, you know, live music is a very special thing because that will that moment will never be recreated again. You know, how I sounded how I told my story that night, I'll never tell it the same way. And the way I told it was because of the people who are there. It's because of the vibe that was there. And honestly, it was just so magical. I loved it. Um, I'll be playing one more show um, this Saturday, which I'm really excited about because, yeah, just... And I, it's at I the forgot. West Kowloon? Yes, that's yes. at West Kowloon. 
mm-hmm. um, and what songs will you be playing? And, and t- tell us more about it and how can our listeners go and support you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you can find Laobak Live, Live House on Instagram or Facebook, the information about the show on Saturday is all there. It starts at 9.30. I'll be playing two sets. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be playing songs from this new album, um, which you can hear beforehand on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to music. Um, so I'll be kind of playing through these songs with a dear, dear friend of mine, Tereva Chung, who is an incredible guitarist. Um, and yeah, we'll be playing together. And I think it's going to be a really special night, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Mara, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your music uh, on Spotify and you're on Instagram? What can we search for? Yes. So you can, if you just search my name, Mara Meser, um, M-A-R-A-M-E-A-S-O-R. I'm on most active on Instagram uh, and I'm just getting back into it because... I kind of said no to social media for a few years. It's and a lot of work. It's a lot. And like I said, I can be a little bit private. So trying to be honest and authentic about, you know, showing a part of my story. Anyway, so I'm on Instagram. You can find my music if you just search my name really anywhere you listen to music. So Amazon, Spotify. And the latest album, as you mentioned, is Don't Tell My Child. And it's on all the music platforms out there. Yeah, Mara, I'm such a big fan of yours. I, I love your Instagram. I love how you create your um, the posts and how raw it is and how you're so... Yeah, I think there's a part of you that's really unselfconscious as well. Uh, please do more of that. Um, we'll end today's uh, program with, with another song of yours, uh, Loved and Lost. Uh, tell us about that song. Yeah, um, so I'll again, I'll be a little bit raw here because... Um, I did go through a lot of loves and losts in these past few years. You know, the thing that made me stop making music was when I lost my father about uh, six years ago now. And then actually at the beginning of COVID, I had a miscarriage and that also really affected me. I'm so um, sorry, Mara. Kind of going through those things and just, but at the same time also, you know, I gained a daughter and I just gained a son. And both these experiences, I mean, life is just so intense. Sometimes it throws so much at at you, as I mentioned. Um, so this song is kind of going over those, you know, my loves and my losses and kind of putting them together. And yeah, this is what came out of me. I'm so glad you chose to to share your music and, and to write it in music, because I'm sure this is something that some of our listeners can, can relate to. And it's never an easy thing to, to document, um, but a beautiful outcome. Let's have a listen. This is Mara Misa with Loved and Lost. Mara Misa on RTHK Radio 3 with Loved and Lost. Mara, so nice to see you again after all these years. Remind our listeners once again how we can find out about you and your work. You've got another gig coming up uh, this Saturday at mm-hmm. West Kowloon. How can we find out more about that? And what's your Instagram and Spotify? Yeah, so the best way really to get all the updates is to follow me on Instagram at Mara Misa. That's M-A-R-A-M-E-A-S-O-R. And really with that name, you can 
just do your thing it's on the internet. It's a one and the only Mara Misa. <laughs> I think so. Um, but yes, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Amazon, wherever you listen to music, you can find it. Um, can also, um, if you're interested in t- finding out more about that book I mentioned earlier, that's on my website, maramiza.com. All channels of communication is, is open. Thank yes. you so much for, for putting your creativity out there for many of us who are not very creative so we can enjoy um, your beautiful music. Thank you so much, Mara. And I look forward to catching up with you again next time for your yes. next album. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm.